Excellent. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Choose Inclusion, our special series, Black Voices Matter. And I am joined, as always, with uh, my two amazing co-hosts, uh, Nina and Ubaldo. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, and this is part two of a uh, an amazing interview that we started yesterday with uh, Mr. Abe Arrington. And yesterday we learned a little bit about your backstory, Abe, and what got you, uh, you know, to uh, 2020. Um, but today is going to be uh, also during uh, time spent over the last uh, a few decades how you kept yourself uh, busy and how you plan on saving uh, the world today and making the world a better place. So Abe, welcome back. And uh, uh, I'd love to dive right into uh, some of these amazing entrepreneurial ideas that you have. So Abe, welcome back. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So Abe, I'm gonna, I wanna start off by getting context on your kind of professional career and the, the skills that you started building, what you started studying during the 30 years you were in prison that uh, set you up for the amazing startup that you're building now. Right, right. Okay. Um, uh, I guess it, it really started um, probably within about, um, I would say it started right away because when I first went into, became incarcerated, they had, um, they had some college courses, but it was just, you know, um, uh, some general studies kind of stuff, you know, um, you know, a math class, um, uh, uh, ethics class and things of that nature uh, when I first got incarcerated. But like within a year of my incarceration in prison, they actually had uh, took basically um, had took all the, all the college or university programs they had out of the prison. They canceled all of them. So that kind of left me um, uh, left me uh, on, on my own, um, uh, so to speak. And uh, but I had a lot of things even prior to, you know, my, you know, my my incarceration that I, I wanted to study. There are things I wanted to do with my life. And uh, I finally had to just tell myself that either I'm going to sit here and wait for them to bring that back or just start some kind of you know education program that suit my needs or I was going to have to do it on my own. And so I basically had kind of mapped out uh, a list of, of training blocks that I used, to, I used to refer to as training blocks things that I wanted to work on and study. And, uh, and I basically decided to go about doing that. And uh, so uh, uh, as it would have it, I went ahead and I started getting myself the, the, the books, uh, textbooks if I could, uh, all the materials I could. And I would like um, literally just put myself through like, you know, my own little college course. You know, I, I, I did math, you know, I had to do college algebra and trig and things of that. And, and I would and I would be honest with myself. I would do, I get the textbooks and I would do the lessons and, uh, read them to the best I could and I would do the exercises at the end. And uh and sometimes in the textbooks they would have, you know, uh, you know, half the answers or the answers in the back of the book. And I would I would check my work and see how I was doing and, and see what I needed to work on and keep doing that. And um and uh and finally I got myself up to the point where I was, I started getting off into uh, some physics, science and engineering and I started working diligently on that. And um and uh it was around that time that um when I started really getting into the, I guess you might say the inventor phase of my incarceration, which really wasn't really intended. I just wanted to you know, educate myself. Uh, but I was watching um, a massive flooding in the, in the Midwest uh, somewhere, I think it was in Indiana. 
and uh, and there was uh, some loss of life. There was a lot of loss of property, and and I you know saw people you know on TV who were talking about all the things they were lost. Of course, they were visibly upset and everything like that. And um and they were and I saw them filling sandbags, and 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 I saw the areas in the result where the sandbags had filled, and that really had frustrated me. And I was upset about that, and I kept I was having this discussion, you know, in my mind. I was like, why the heck? You know, are we using sandbags? It's, it's obviously not working. These people lost all this stuff. And, uh, you know, and people lost their lives. I said, we put a man on the moon, but, you know, we're using sandbags, you know, to protect against floods. It's not working. And I was kept saying, I kept saying that. I said, somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to do something better. And finally, I just kind of, I kind of checked myself. And I was like, well, you know, you studied all this engineering and whatever the heck it is you're studying, what are you studying it for? And, uh, and so I just went ahead and I sat down right at that moment. I picked up a sketch pad and I went ahead and I just started sketching out what I thought would be, you know, a better system, a better way of doing things. And, uh, and that was pretty much the beginning of it right there. And I eventually came up with, with, with which is now our system uh, for flood mitigation. I came up with that. What drove you to um, studying, like teaching yourself physics and engineering is not easy. <laughs> right. So, like, what drove you to doing that, and how did you do that without kind of, you know, a network of professors and all that stuff that, you know, other people get? Um, well, first, I, I guess I should preface what I'm saying by, by, by saying that I'm, the jury is still out on whether or not I'm really good at it. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, patting aside, um, uh, I, I just had I had this curiosity that was always there. Like I said, you know, when I was in the Air Force. Uh, I used to, I, I used to love, you know, watching, you know, the, the, the discovery channel things, you know, which it just came out right before, right before I got out of the military. I used to like watching the, the different shows like that, the educational shows on, on science and engineering and physics. And when I got out of the military and, and I was studying to get my, for my AMP license, um, like I talked about yesterday and I came to, came home to Colorado Springs to stay with my father and stuff. My, my goal was in the long run was to go back to college to possibly study engineering, or, you know, or really aeronautical engineering, something like that, and maybe eventually get a job for NASA because I love, you know, reading and studying about space. And so that's what, what, what actually drove me. Matter of fact, the first thing I started studying in prison was, you know, astronomy, you know, without a telescope. <laughs> but I decided I was going to learn as much as I could, you know, without the use of a lot of the, the, the I guess you might say, the materials and being able to do the labs. And, and eventually, so I, I worked my way up to, um, like I said, you know, higher math, and science fiction and energy, but but to, to simplify it, you know, the best answer I can give you is really it's just um, you know, as they say, it sounds kind of cliche, but it was just an overwhelming desire to know. You know, I really wanted to know things, you know what I mean? Whether it was about um the planets or about um, you know, how to make a better building, you know, when it comes to construction, you know, um, uh, or things like that. You know, I wanted to know things, how things worked. And uh, so that's what set me about doing that. And uh, in consequence, like I said, uh, the the flood mitigation system, I, I, I we we kind of laugh about it sometimes, uh, my brother and sister and I, because I designed that, and and it really didn't take me that long to design it, the system that we have now that, we're, that, we're, that we have the pattern for. It didn't take me that long. I think maybe a week and a half, two weeks, I had that worked out, and um, and uh, and, it's, and it's so simple. Like my brother said it's so simple, it was brilliant. It's just really, it's not really that that complicated. Um, but, um, but there's other systems that we have. And this reason why we laugh about it, because I have several other systems. I have, of course, the renewable energy system. Uh, maybe I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. I have the climate change mitigation system. Uh, and I designed these, which I also, which, which I still believe are, are far more interesting. And, uh, and I remember 
with the flood mitigation system, you know, I was willing to give it away if anyone was willing to 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 talk to me about it. And um, but uh, you know, you know that wasn't available to me because I was incarcerated. I was like, man, I'll give this thing away just to just to be able to uh, get the say the climate change mitigation system, which I designed to protect cities from heat waves and crops from um, from from drought. Uh, and uh, and then of course the renewable energy system, which uh, which to me is um, which is extremely interesting because um, it's something that that we hope uh, you know uh, once we you know get through all the legal stuff dealing with it you know that we're dealing with now with, with the patents and stuff like that we want to make it available to um, uh, uh, to quite honestly we want to make it available to you know to as many you know people or companies as possible um, to uh, to basically. Uh, have a system that's viable to replace fossil fuels, you know, to, you know, cut down CO2 emissions and, and everything else like that. And, and to help to basically, you know, heal the planet as far as the atmosphere and all that is concerned. And, uh, and, and then there's, there's, there's a thing to remove plastics from the ocean. There, there's just so much stuff that we're working on that we have on the table. So, so, yeah. I, what's really cool and interesting and, and a, a parallel and I, the, um, just to preface this comment, because it just came into my head, but um, you know, I'm not comparing situations necessarily. But Mike always talks about, um, you know, the the disability, the disabled community, who, uh, frankly, are some of the most educated people in um, in the world, because they are not given the chance to find work, and so it's it's, it's just a really random, interesting parallel that you know that there's this this oppression right the, these right. systemic things that are holding people back there you know those who are incarcerated those who can't get jobs and so they they learn and i think it's just it's fascinating like people don't i don't think people think about that often enough all they see is well they're incarcerated or they're blind right, right. and so it's it's just a it's it's a really, it's a fascinating thing that I think if people were just more curious and opened up their minds, I mean, they're, <laughs> the, the, the things you're doing are things that, you know, are, are we truly will save thousands and thousands of lives. Like, it's incredible. Right, right. And, 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 and like you said, as far as, you know, when you talked about the community, I can, I, you know, think it's, it's an apt uh, comparison in a lot of ways. And, um, and, and it's, it's, it's really, really, um, you know, telling because because a lot of the people that we have on, on, on the team that we have or or you know some of the key people that we have on the team are are also formerly incarcerated. You know, my, my old Sully is one of them. You know, I mean, uh, uh, his name is Anthony Sanford, really really great guy. You know, he did almost twenty years. You know, what I mean, and and he's very very. I mean, I, I didn't bring him on board because he was my old Sully. You know, or even because I like the guy, I brought him on board because he's extremely capable. <laughs> you know what I mean? I told my brother and sister, I said he can actually. He's very resourceful, you know, and he's he's got like a uh, like a pit bull kind of mentality when it comes to saying, okay, well, I need to get this done, I need to get that, and uh, and he knows how to um, basically uh, uh, when it comes to like being a project manager in a lot of sorts, he's he's extremely good at that. Um, my investor, you know, was formerly incarcerated, you know, and uh, and, and uh, he had the money, and he said, hey man, I I have money, I I'm willing to uh, not just to 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 fund you and back you, he said, but uh, you know, he's Chinese American, he's like man, he said. Uh, uh, I can help you get manufacturers, you know, in, in Taiwan or wherever else and, and do that. And he's been doing that, you know what I mean? So everybody's got their role that they've been playing. And, uh, you know, and of course, my brother and sister doing the things that they do uh, logistically and all that other kind of stuff. My brother's like the Intel guy. He helps where we have to 
download stuff and, you know, do stuff on the computer and everything. You know, everybody has a role. And, um, and uh, like I said, it's just really, um, it really is crazy because, you know, you know it's like this um, when it comes to, you know, what you're saying about how people uh, are quick to, 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 I guess you might say, disregard or write off, you know, a particular community, whether it's the disabled community or the incarcerated community. But um, uh, I always say this, you can choose your heroes, but you cannot choose your saviors. You know what I mean? And that's really what it comes down to. I love, <laughs> I'm absolutely going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that from you right now. I'm just letting <laughs> you know, Abe, I, I love that. I well, so in our, our organization that, uh, that I'm uh, blessed to uh, run, I, I like to say now, like, so we're, we're, um, we're a team of um, all blind, visually impaired people and we have our token sighted person. So, um, you know, so we, we kind of eat our own dog food too. And, uh, the space that, uh, blind Institute of technology is in as a nonprofit, Abe, um, uh, you know, we, we, we talk to organizations about diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, uh hiring initiatives and within that space of DE and I, uh, conversations, justice involved is, is always one of those, uh, demographics. And it is, a, it's, it's fascinating to me that, uh, you know, how few organizations, like the two demographics I like never hear about when, when, when I'm talking to organizations is one, the, the people with disabilities community and two is the justice involved. So I, I love the fact that you're just saying, okay, well, you know, your, your loss is our gain. There's a lot of talent here. Um, you know, don't, don't consider, you know, past, um, and, and obviously not in your case, but past uh, indiscretions as uh, a barometer of future opportunities. And I, I, so I love the fact that you're doing that yourself. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, so you're, said, I'd like to get uh, you to talk about, again, you're talking about project management, you're talking about, uh, you know, enterprise resource planning, you're talking, so you're talking business, because you not only do you have a patent, you're planning on building not only one business, maybe an umbrella, like a holding company for all these different businesses. Talk to us about your relationship and how you're growing that acumen through uh, the organization Defy. Well, Defy has, you know, it, uh, it helped uh, in a lot of ways for me to, to refine uh, my business model and, and the vision overall. And it also helped me with, um, with networking, you know, like you know, being able, because you know, a lot of times you, uh, you don't know what you don't know. And uh, by networking and talking to different people, um, uh, you know, that becomes like, you know, um, like like a, a tree with a lot of different branches, you know, in, in, in and of itself. And uh, I, I was put in contact through the fire, you know, through some of the um, uh, volunteers, you know, because they have, they have uh, uh, monthly coffees, you know, um, I think it's the, they just stop them now because of the weather, but, but it was like the second Thursday um, of every month, you know, they would have these morning coffees things like that and you can go in and just talk to people and you get to meet people from you know diverse backgrounds some of them are business oriented stuff like that but really it started even before i got out of prison i mean some of the people who if i had introduced me to uh immediately upon my release from prison uh uh, uh i went to the five you know, as soon as i got out i went down to the to the, to the office and everything and uh you know i talked to stacy and izzy and, uh, and Nick, who also was formerly incarcerated person who works down there, great people. And, uh, and, and they start to mumble, hey, you know, what do you need? You know, you're working on your businesses, so what do you need? And I said, well, I got my, you know, a potential investor line at this time. I still hadn't decided whether I was going to go with it or not. I said, but um, for instance, um, 
I was like, you know, I, I need to maybe get some software, you know, and I've been incarcerated for 30 years, so I didn't know what kind of software out there that was available as far as uh, engineering software and drafting software. And they said, okay, well, you know, we'll put you, you know, in contact with somebody for that. And, uh, and lo and behold, they put me in contact with, uh, you know, with, with one of the guys who helped start the uh, company SketchUp, you know what I mean? Which is, <laughs> you know, one of the best, um, you know, drafting softwares, engineering softwares in the world. And so, uh, uh, Tom, so I, I met Tom. He's like, "Oh, Abe, no problem. I'll just go ahead and I'll give you the software." So he basically gifted this to me, and uh, and I use that still. You know, uh, I've been using it, you know, for for projects going forward. And uh, you know, and one of the guys, you know, um, Kevin Cloud, who I met through Defy, you know, he was like, "Well, hey, I, I can put you in contact with you know an an industrial engineer." You know, uh, this guy, you know, sets up companies and factories around the world, and he put me in contact with a wonderful guy. I mean, guy is great. And, uh, and, and this guy just took his time out and, and automatically just within, within not even a couple of weeks of my being out, I think maybe a month at, at best, he had me uh, doing, um, you know, telephone conferences with engineers in Ireland and in, in India, you know, saying, hey, what do you need? I said, well, I want to make this thing out of plastic. I don't know what kind of plastic to use. And they're talking to me about that. You know what I mean? And, 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 and then he put me in contact with another engineer said, hey, I'm in India. <laughs> so I'm talking to people in India and this, this guy's going to do the... Um, 3D simulation for you for free and so forth and so forth. And so we get all this stuff lined up and everything just starts coming together. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, I feel extremely blessed, you know, to be able to, you know, have these people, you know, be willing to help me and, and things like that. So, so, uh, uh, I really love it because to me, it's also a world venture, you know, it's become, it's turned into this thing has turned into a world venture to get this done. And, uh, we're hoping other projects would be like that as well. Uh, again, um, you know, um, uh, our, our, you know, kind of like our one of our slogans for Emotech Geoengineering is that uh, Emotech, we are the future. You know what I mean? Uh, and and we, we, we really feel like that. We see ourselves as as the future uh, uh, for the world as far as, you know, uh, being a catalyst for change with regards to a lot of things that are being done uh, as we see it incorrectly right now with regards to the planet and the way that uh, you know, energy works in the planet right now. It can no longer go that way. We're looking at trying to change that. We, we, we've pretty much reached a tipping point a long time ago when you can't continue to do the things the way that we're doing them, you know, and, uh, and, and that goes for other things, you know, like I said, removing plastics from the oceans and, and, uh, and, and sanitations and all kind of other things, um, climate change mitigation, uh, the, the whole lot, you know, that's, that's what we, and we do, and, we, and Emotech is really the, the umbrella organization, like you said, because uh, one of the companies we, we, we branched off of that was AWOL, which is the flood mitigation system, and Geoclips, which is the uh, renew, renewable energy system uh, company. So, yes, yeah, so we're, we're going in that direction. How did you come up with the name Emotech and Geoengineering? Uh, uh, like, a, I studied a lot, like I said, a lot of different subjects. It wasn't just engineering, like history. One of them that was always big on history, theology, uh, philosophy. You know, I studied the Greeks. I studied some Asian philosophers as well, of course. Um, uh, and um, but um, and even you know some of the Western philosophers and stuff. You know, uh, but Imhotep uh, comes from Imhotep, who was the famed Egyptian um, builder of the Step Pyramid, uh, philosopher, holy man, uh, uh, doctor. You know, and everything. There's a lot of legend around Imhotep, and uh, so I thought it was a uh, quite appropriate that we would name the company Imhotech. And so we thought that was cool. <laughs> so that's how we came up with that name. It is cool. I, I love stuff like that. And I just think, I think your, the, your motto, your, your mission that you mentioned, you know, that we are the future. I think it just has so many cool different meanings, like, that, you know, because 
we're having, you know, we're, we're in the midst of this fight right now for equality for everyone. Um, and, and, you know, having discussions about these, uh, this, this, these systemic issues and the oppression and the wrongful convictions and all these things. And I just think it's such a, it's so appropriate, right? I think it just means so much more um, because of what you're doing and what you've been through and, and the team you've gathered. It's, it's really quite amazing. Right. Definitely. I, you know, I, I, I would, you know, second that by, by saying, um, uh, you know, is because uh, I always say it's really not just me, like I said, because on my team, you know, I have, of course, my brother and sister, who, you know, they're not formerly incarcerated persons and, and, and some of the other guys who help on the team. But of course, like, you know, I just mentioned, um, you know, Anthony Samper and, and, and Jin Wu, you know, uh, these guys are formerly incarcerated. But then it's like, you know, where I work at, you know, people who are who are doing, I mean, I mean, really big things, you know, to to uh, on a community level, you can talk about, um, you know, on a social level and even on a political level. You know, to make the world a better place, and 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 I marvel at that all the time. That um, that you know, pretty much almost everybody at Second Chance Center was a formerly incarcerated person, and and they have you know extremely compelling stories, which you know I alluded to yesterday. You know, um, uh, and 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 their impact, I mean, just cannot be dismissed. You know what I mean? I mean, even with the like, course with Defy, what Defy is doing, because Defy is is about really just bringing people who are formerly incarcerated. And, and getting them to change, uh, as they used to say, change their hustle, you know, from something, you know, maybe like uh, uh, the Phi alum, you know, encompass people who are like, you know, might've been drug dealers who are now, you know, maybe selling something else, you know what I mean? And and, and, it's, and it's really, uh, the Phi in Colorado is, is a franchise. I mean, it's, it's, it's here in Colorado, but there are the Phi branches in California, there are Phi branches in New York, they're, they're all over the place where they're taking people who are, are getting out of prison uh, and, and, and having them do a lot of positive things. And this all really goes to basically to, um, really just um, to, uh, it's, it's a pushback on, 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 on the myth because right now part, there, there, there is an undercurrent that, that, has, that, that, that you can't release a lot of people from prison. When people start talking about prison reform and thing like that, things like that, they're like, well, we can't let all these people out because, because they're dangerous or because of this, that, or the other. And, and to me, that harkens back to, you know, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson talking about, you know, slavery and the reason why you couldn't, you know, do away with slavery, which, you know, you know, prison is, you know, really a manifestation, a manifestation of that in and of itself. But he, his pushback was, you know, it's like having a wolf by the ears, you know, dangerous to hold on and dangerous to let go. And, and of course, uh, you know, that was completely debunked. That was that was completely a false narrative. And right now you have the same thing. People are saying, well, uh, yeah, we, we put all these people in prison. But uh, we're afraid to let them let them go, you know, in large numbers, and um, and to me that's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, um, uh, you know, and not just because you know, you know, uh, I'm speaking about myself or even personal friends that I have or anything like that, but uh, but I know that there are a lot of people who are incarcerated uh, who can do you know great things, who can contribute, and Second Chance Center, you know, is proven that. I mean, I mean, it's proven that. I mean, in in a very big way because people involved with Second Chance Center have a five percent recidivism rate. Five percent in the national national average is somewhere like around fifty to fifty-five percent. Uh, so, you know, given you know proper resources and things like that, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, that people don't choose to go back to prison. You know what I mean? Uh, and Defy is also you know another program that 
that helps in that regards because they're taking people and saying, hey, well, you know, we can we can help show you, you know, a different way or help you to, you know, to cultivate, you know, you know, entrepreneurial skills and, and things of that nature, as well as some of the other things that they do, you know, because it's not just about that with the five you know, there's other aspects of the program. And so, um, so yeah, both of these programs, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, they should, both of these programs should be funded really, you know, by the state on, on a larger scale than what they are. I mean, if you want to really make your society a better place and uh, and get away from from just mass incarceration. And I just want to say this real quick as, as also a note to that. Uh, I mean, I became acutely aware shortly after, after I got locked up because I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm looking at what's going on and, and what had happened to myself, you know, and, and, and I just really couldn't believe it. And I, I couldn't understand. Uh, I mean, I couldn't understand it. It was just crazy. Uh, but but the operating operate budget of the Colorado Department of Corrections at the time that I got incarcerated was like somewhere in the neighborhood of $60 million annually, 60 million, which is a lot of money. And, uh, and, uh, but that was, that was for everything. That was the, for, you know, paying staff for, you know, paying the bills, keeping the lights on in the prisons and, and, and also, you know, feeding clothing and whatever, you know, the, the MA population. Uh, right now it's, it's, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of right, like, you know, 800 million, $800 million. You know what I mean, you know, creeping toward, you know, a billion. And, um, and I'm like, wow, you know, uh, and I sit there and I've watched. I used to watch the legislation being passed where they were raising the sentences and they were they were deciding that they were going to uh, spend money on prisons as opposed to schools. I watched this and to me, that was just insane. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and I would love to see that rolled back. And, and again, you know, um, I, I don't I, I'm, I'm not willing to let the narrative get out there that, well, you can't roll it back because these people are in there and you can't. You know, release them because they're animals and things like that. And so, again, like you said, my wrongful conviction aside, you know, I have people on my team who are, who, who you know, were incarcerated, you know, persons. And I work with people who are formerly incarcerated persons. And, uh, and, and, and all of us are making the world a better place. All of us are. And so, you know, the world, you know, the world needs, like we say, the world needs a company like Day. You know, not just because of what we're doing, but because uh, I guess you might say, you know, our, you know, what we look like as a company. <clears throat> Gabe, um, I absolutely love that. I'm so glad that you brought up that that policy issue too. Like, I think our listeners definitely need to understand that a lot of these policy issues drive a lot of these economic and systemic problems right. that occur. I, I have to ask you though, UB, Mike and I, we're all founders. We've all been through the founder journey. And I think, like you said, one of the things that makes it possible is really just the, the people around you that kind of bring you up, support and help you. So um, our listeners come from all different backgrounds and have all different types of connections. W- what is it that you need to get Emotech geoengineering to the next step? Uh, what we really need, I mean, it's something really relatively simple. And I said this one time during a pitch competition uh, for Defy, which, which I won. I won the pitch competition uh, when I was incarcerated. And I told him, I said, uh, you know, particularly when it comes to our flood mitigation system, and, and the other systems, of course, you know, we'll, we'll get to that when, when, when those are ready, uh, which hopefully be soon. But uh, what I'm asking, if I had to ask right now, what I'm asking is, is really, really very simple uh, because um, everybody, you know, who is listening right now, uh, at some point uh, in, in, in probably in the coming weeks, you're going to see uh, continental, I mean, flooding somewhere in the continental United States. You're going to see it. You know what I mean? Whether it's because of a hurricane, a river that crests, or something of that nature, uh, unfortunately, you're going to see that. Uh, when that happens, all I'm asking people to do 
is to contact their local and or national federal, I mean, uh, emergency management agency, whether it's FEMA or the, the local one that they have, and or the Army Corps of Engineers. And I want uh, want them to ask and say, hey, there's a company out there called uh, AWOL, you know, under Imhotec Geoengineering. That's spelled I-M-H-O-T-E-C, Imhotec. A geoengineering company that has a, a flood mitigation system that actually can can uh, can mitigate a lot of this. Uh, why are you not uh, uh, purchasing their system? You know what I mean. That's that's really just it. If you you know by 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 putting pressure on on you know local leaders, you know emergency management agency leaders and 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 things of that nature and, and the federal ones, and at least at least getting them to 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 look at us and, and, and give us a shot and saying, okay, you know what do you guys have? And we can show them the system. And again, uh, we're supposed to go get tested in about two months. And, and, and that's going to be uh, at one of the Army Corps of Engineers uh, testing sites. Uh, uh, when we do that, of course, they, they, they will have a better understanding. And, uh, and uh, uh, I guess you might say uh, more of a justification you know, for, uh, for, for purchasing our system. But, um, but even uh, leading up to that, we would like to bring, you know, pressure to bear with people asking them, say, hey, you know, please look at these people, their system, you know what I mean? And, and look at getting it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a rapid deploy, easy deploy system. And uh, that could save a lot of lives. Well, I got to tell you, Abe, I, I really hope uh, there's a listener or 12 out there that um, helps you get the word out there. Cause quite, quite honestly, Abe, I, 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 I can tell you um, as a founder, as, as Ubaldo and Nina, um, we get it. And we, we like to think that uh, all the magic happens because we're um, so bright. Um, I, I, I know different. <laughs> it is absolutely because of um, uh, people who buy into, uh, you know, what you're selling. And I am certainly on board with that. I, I hope you keep in touch with us and let us know the amazing progress that you're making. And I hope that, uh, again, a, a listener or 12 uh, is able to help you connect some dots out there with what you're doing, um, how you are aiming to uh, help our planet, because it, uh, it certainly needs some help. And, and um, uh, I, love, I, lo I love your saying, like, you can pick your heroes, you can't pick your saviors. And I... I'm going to steal that. I'm telling you that right now. Hey, I, I, I do not mind. <laughs> so thank you so much for, uh, for today. Thank you for being um, a two-parter series. You were such an interesting uh, guest. We had to do that with you. So thank you so much for being on. Uh, Ubaldo, Nina, thank you for being my co-host. And um, yeah, uh, listeners, thank you so much for uh, joining us again with, uh, with Abe. Thank you. Thank you for having me.